with scrapbookers for a little while, and you will likely hear someone recite that idiom. The picture is worth a thousand words. I'm always tempted to follow that up with, but the thousand words are worth more than all the pictures. You've probably already noticed, but yes, I'm a word girl. I see the world in a swirl of words. While I adore a good picture, I thrive on a good story even more so. And I tend to think that just having pictures just isn't enough. These days, the pictures are the easy part, right? I dare say we have that under control. It's even possible we have too many pictures. And while most people think that modern scrapbooking is primarily about the pictures and having a safe archival place to store them, I think scrapbooking is also about the stories being illustrated by those pictures. Let's get into it, shall we? Welcome to episode 10 of 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking. I'm calling this Meaningful Memories, Three Pain-Free Practices for the Reluctant Journaler. In our short discussion today, I want to talk about three pain-free ways to add meaningful journaling to a page if you think journaling is not a skill that comes to you naturally. While that quote has been mistranslated and misattributed in a dozen different ways, thanks to the inaccuracy of the internet, its popularity seems unyielding. But when I think about it, I wonder if it isn't especially appropriate for scrapbookers to remember that pictures don't actually tell the whole story. Some pictures on pages need and deserve the words too. If you're someone for whom scrapbooking really is all about the photos and maybe you avoid the task of journaling, I hope you'll indulge me for a few minutes as I demonstrate a single point, the necessity of the written story, and then give you three ways to wade into the waters of story documenting with small pain-free steps. I have a snapshot taken in 1996. It's a single image, an image that's really important to me. In fact, if I collected up the 10 most important pictures of my life, this picture would be a part of that pile. It's an unassuming picture of a tall, dark wooden cross hanging on a cream-colored wall. There are no other images to go along with it. There's no way to know where it was taken, or when, or why unless you are me. If I put this picture on a scrapbook page that states the facts about it, as we so often do, I would maybe title the page The Trinity Cross and write that the photo was taken at Trinity Church in Jackson, Mississippi in November 1996. So now the facts would be recorded. We still don't know the story. You still have no idea why this photo deserves to live in my scrapbook as one of the top 10 most valuable photos of my life. It's still just a cross that hangs in a church in a city that I no longer live in. What's missing? A very simple thing called context. Words strung together and formed into stories invariably give context to our photos. The dictionary defines context as the circumstances that form the setting for an event, statement, or idea, and the terms by which it can be fully understood and assessed. Context. In my personal dictionary, context is defined as 
all the other things that you can't see just by looking at the picture. So if you're someone for whom the words do not flow easily, or the writing is the difficult part, I first want to say that my goal is certainly not to suck the fun out of scrapbooking for you. Not at all. My goal is to give you options. If journaling has appealed to you, but seems overwhelming or even tedious, here are three easy practices for sneaking little bits of journaling into your pages when you feel the need in ways that are quick and hopefully painless. Practice number one. There is no need to be original when you can steal someone else's words. Yep, you heard that right. Be on the lookout for other people's use of words in ways that express what it is you want to say. And when you find something that perfectly articulates what you feel or want to write about an image, steal it. I'm officially giving you permission. Steal it. Write it down. Or take a quick picture or a screenshot, especially if you might forget. A perfect easy example of using someone else's words is in the use of song lyrics and titles. I found that using song lyrics and song titles on pages is 100% pain-free and seriously fun. Popular song titles have a way of drawing a viewer in, making them super curious to see how you used a recognizable phrase, a song title, or a phrase from the words as the lead-in to your story. As a practical measure, sometimes I make a note of the artist or the songwriter on the back of the page as a point of reference. Sometimes I attach the full set of lyrics if they're particularly applicable to the, to the back of the page for an even more in-depth context. Be warned though, once you start making this a practice, it's kind of hard not to hear a song and get caught up in the challenge of figuring out exactly what kind of page that song would be perfect for. Words are everywhere, so be on the lookout as you read books, listen to music, encounter signs and logos, headlines and book titles, Scripture, memes, texts, quotes, quotes from famous people and not so famous people, everything becomes fair game. Just this week, I started reading and listening to the book Next Year in Havana by Chanel Clayton. I have pictures from one day that I spent on the island of Cuba in 2019, and I've already highlighted a couple of particularly beautiful passages from this book. I want to be sure to include in the pages of my Cuba scrapbook. Practice number two. Buckle up, this one's going to rock your world. Use journaling cards. I know, I heard you go, duh. Use journaling cards for journaling. Took a while to come up with that one, did you? But wait, there's more. Journaling cards, those three by four decorative cards that were originally designed for pocket scrapbooking, are actually perfect for adding small amounts of text to those pages of any size that you've already completed. So the next time you look at a page that you've created and realize it might be cool to add a little bit more story or context, 
get out a journaling card and write on it. The brilliance of this plan is that if you make a mistake or change your mind, you have not done any damage to your actually completed scrapbook page. Journaling cards tend to be the kind of supply that we have many of because yes, it's true they magically multiply when the lights in the scrap room go out. So it's easy to grab a few and write without fear. Even just one or two cards filled with short bits of journaling and clipped to the top of a scrapbook page can add so much context to the pictures on the page. Handwritten journaling cards are easy to add after the fact without being intrusive to the overall page design. Practice number three. If assembling words is the challenging part of journaling to you, speak it. Take a moment to look at your pictures. Imagine that there's a person standing next to you who wants desperately to see exactly what you see when you look at these pictures. What would you say to that person? How would you describe what the picture shows as well as what the picture only alludes to? Speak those thoughts into a voicemail or a camera that records or even into the notes app on your phone and then simply clean it up and transcribe it. Most of us are able to speak faster and with more detail and more thoughtfulness than when we write. Take advantage of that. Speak the words and then write them down. Remember, journaling does not have to be super long, specifically effusive, gushy, or even well-organized to have meaning and provide clarity. Why? Because, say it with me, it all counts. It's simply one other tool for providing context to go along with the pictorial evidence that you've already collected. Keep it simple and remember that journaling is a skill that gets easier with practice. Every step you make towards a more contextualized picture on a page is a worthy endeavor. I have some examples of these bite-sized journaling practices that you can see if you visit the show page on Facebook or Instagram. On both platforms, look us up at 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking with the word 10 spelled out. In the next few weeks, we'll be diving a little deeper into the challenges of journaling and pointing out some great scrapbooking journaling techniques. But before we go, remember that photo of the cross? Without context, you wouldn't know that the wooden open center cross is 12 feet tall and hangs behind the pulpit in the church that I spent my teenage years attending with my family. A few years before the photo was taken, when the church members decided to build a new building, my father, a master woodworker, was commissioned to build the cross that would adorn the front wall of the sanctuary. The church was not a particularly elegant place. It's a metal building that was built to be very functional. The cross added a much needed focus of beauty and reverence to an otherwise plain room with massively high, unadorned ceilings. I was married in that church under that very cross in the winter of 1991, and six years later, my oldest son was dedicated on that same spot. My father's wood craftsmanship was a vital part of my childhood. Not only did his work provide for our family, 
but while doing it, he taught me by example about being a maker and a creative spirit. He taught me the value of living gracefully, being mindful of the entrepreneurial spirit that runs deep in our blood, as well as living with great generosity. He too is a lover of words, and he passed that on to me as well. I remember clearly the day I took that photo. I was a young woman about to move away from my hometown to the big city, as it were, and I knew that there were some things that I wanted pictures of, some things that might not remain the same when I returned or if I returned. I took several pictures of the church where I had grown up, but in the years that have since passed, the others were disregarded, and it was the picture of that handmade cross that came to me the most. Where anyone else would see only a simple cross hanging on a wall, this picture is to me as valuable as a picture of my dad. And it is the picture of that simple cross that reminds me of the importance of context and their written story. On Wednesday, we're starting a new feature on Facebook and Instagram called Scrap Space Wednesday. Share a picture of your crafty workspace, large or small, neat or messy. This is a come-as-you-are challenge. Authenticity appreciated and no cleanup required. I cleaned up my table this week when the stuff on my desk finally crowded me out, leaving me with no maneuverable work area. It was way past time and I caught myself breathing a little easier and feeling freshly inspired as a result. To participate, just use the hashtag ScrapSpaceWednesday. That's our time for today. Thanks for spending a few minutes thinking about scrapbooking and journaling practices with me. I hope you'll join me next time for another episode of 10 Minutes in Scrapbooking, when we will talk about passing on the love of memory keeping to the next generation. I'll see you then.